What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Sauce Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Obson Fairman. And if you're listening to this in real time, you're a real one because it is Christmas Eve. So if you're not listening in real time, I'm not judging you whatsoever. But this podcast is definitely worth the wait. So I have one of my favorite people with me today. I have Lorena Rosser. She is the photographer we work with on most of our shoots. She is so incredibly talented and has built such an amazing career in photography. And we're going to talk all about how she did it. So if you're a photographer, this episode is for you. I I talked to so many photographers who are wanting to break into the product space or the fashion world and Lorena did that and she did it well and she's sharing her advice and her whole story of how she got to where she's at. So this episode is full of so much great advice. So definitely listen in, start taking notes. But before we get into it, I have to tell you guys a little bit about what's going on in the sauce world because there's a lot. So (laughs) buckle up because a lot more is coming even after this. So Um, As many of you guys know, if you're following us on Instagram, we just launched our social club. So this is a one-on-one consulting program where you will meet with our consultant, Talia, once a week for 30 minutes to go over your content strategy. Guys, like this is so... I wish I had this when I was first starting a business. Like with how often social media is changing, like one, it's so frustrating, right? Like we're always like right when you get into a groove, I swear the trends change, the algorithm changes, whatever it is. And it's just frustrating sometimes. So you want, you know, a shoulder to cry on. That's Talia. So um, we're so excited to be opening up our doors. Um, Applications are due on January 3rd and um class begins technically um the week of january 10th so make sure that you guys are getting your applications in um the reason why we have applications we've been asked this and the reason why we've done this is because we need you to be as all in as we are you're only going to be successful if you are putting in the work and putting in practice what you're learning in these 30 minute weekly calls so if this sounds like you and you're ready to start popping off with your brand whether it's your personal brand or your business we would love to hear from you go apply at saucecreativeagency.com i'll leave a link in the show notes so you can go to the application and learn more. So um, we also have an Instagram account for that as well. Um, it's Sauce Social Club on Instagram. So even if you're not jumping into this round of consulting, follow the account. We're going to be posting great tips, motivation. We'll be p- posting about current trends. We'll be posting about you know current updates with social. It's a great place to be whether you're in the program or not. And it'll give you a really good taste too, as to what you're going to get. So if you're not already following, go follow sauce social club on Instagram. Um, and also if you want to stay up to date with even more, um, current trends, social media, go sign up for our newsletter. So we send out a weekly newsletter every Friday that goes over what we've learned this week, what are the current trends this week, you know, brands that we're loving. We just stay, we keep you guys in the loop with all things social media. So if you're really looking to up your game um, and you're not ready to do the consulting yet, totally understand. Just go follow us on that account and also go sign up for our newsletters. It's 
It's so worth it. So if you want to sign up for the newsletter, I don't know if I already said this, but go over to our website, saucecreativeagency.com. And it's like a little pop-up when you first log in, you can drop your email there. Um, but if you don't see that for whatever reason, feel free to DM us your email address um, on Instagram. And again, our handle is saucecreativeagency. I almost said .com. I'm like out of breath after all of that. <laughs> Anywho, now that we got all of that out of the way, let's get into our episode with Lorena. All right, guys, I'm so excited. I'm here with my girl, my homie. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's been a long time coming. I'm so excited to be here. Seriously, you're freaking badass i seriously think the world of you you are constantly building your career and you are so freaking talented like there are so many photographers out there but i have yet to find one like you who can really like bring a vision to life it's incredible you are too kind to me honestly i whenever people give me compliments i have such a hard time on accepting them because Mm -hmm. honestly i just feel like i I don't know. I'm not talented. Like I work really hard for it. I I try really hard, but I I just know. I don't know. It's hard for me to accept the compliments. But thank you. You should <laughs> accept it because you are crazy talented. Oh, but I you. get that. I get that. But and I I also love how hard you work and like that you mentioned that. Like we joke that we're me Bella and Marin. We're just a bunch of tryhards. And like, <laughs> but like you need to be that way sometimes, right? Yeah. Like natural talent is like great, but like work ethic putting that behind like you're gonna just skyrocket so i'm glad you brought that up thank you i i always say this and my my friends laugh i feel like i'm the least talented out of all my siblings the least smart the that least is talented. crazy but they it just comes natural to them they can yeah. play music instruments they can sing um they are super smart i'm i'm smart but not their level smart i just work harder yeah <laughs> to just be where i am and get to where i am I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you you built some uh, this career that is so amazing. And so I want to talk all about that. But first, let's jump into where you're from. Let's talk about your childhood. Okay. Yeah. This is fun. So yeah, it was a spiel. I wasn't raised here. I was born and raised in Chile, which is in South America. Yep. Um, I am the second oldest of six. Okay. And... We um, we just had a very happy childhood. My siblings and I, we just love each other. And um, yeah, it was fun. We the, Our family is the type of family that we grew up Sunday dinners with all of our cousins and family. And every Sunday up until I left, which was when I was 20, we would always get together and all have fun and have dinners and sing and play games and do water balloon fights like so fun my cousins are my best friends i still miss them dearly um my childhood friends everybody's back home so when i first got here it was very lonely and weird yeah um but i was born and raised there i started learning english when i was 14 okay my dad just got tutors for us because he always wanted us to learn more to be more mm. like i don't know and then finally we decided I decided to come to school here and I came to school here. I Where'd you go to school? BYU. Cool. Okay. Yes. I went to BYU and then I went home. I just felt like I needed to go home. I had met my husband 
um, here and I went home and he was like, I need you to just stay here and marry me. And I was like, no, but I really need to go home. I, like my goal was never to stay here. Yeah. I just wanted to come learn here, go back to Chile yeah. with my family, with my friends and live my life. And then he went home um, to Chile and he proposed. And then I was like, fine, I guess I'll marry you. Fine. <laughs> fine, if you insist. And I'm so glad he did that because I am so happy with him. He yeah. makes me the happiest. It's like, we're really meant to be. Mm-hmm. I love him. We're so different, which is hilarious. It's like a good balance. It's though. a good balance. He's like very introvert. I'm very um extrovert extroverted yeah (laughs) yes extroverted sorry if i sound weird it's because my um because english is my second language well you're so good at i never (laughs) even noticed you always say that i'm like wait oh yeah i forget oh sometimes i sound like an idiot um and then yeah i came here and we got married i came back we got married all my family um I'm the only one here. My mom, I moved in. I moved my mom here with me a couple years ago. My dad and two of my siblings are in Chile. Three of my siblings are in Australia. And yeah, that's my story. That's my childhood. I miss all my childhood friends so much. All my neighbors, all everybody that I grew up with. I was, I feel like I had such a good group of people around me that, moving here permanently made it so hard it was yeah. i felt like i went through a identity crisis mm-hmm. because i didn't know who to be or what to do because when i was going to college everybody was doing their own thing yeah so i was just me but then when i married my husband and i had to be like yeah your own family like, unit almost. yes yeah it was it was difficult for me and i feel like i went through this really weird hard transition i was very sad um, especially because I would miss everything about home. Yeah. Um, cause family is everything to me. But then, um, we had my son, our son, Bradley, who I so cute. adore. He is the smartest, spunkiest 11 year old, funny mm-hmm. as heck. And I literally do everything for him. Yeah. Like I would do anything for him. All the fun things that I can come up with. And then life got better. I feel like I rediscovered myself. I started, I stopped like walking on eggshells. And I was like, one day I told my husband, you know what? This is not me. Mm. I am going to dress how I want to dress. I am going to do what I want to do. I want to work. I want to do this. I want to do that. Because I've always worked. I've always Mm -hmm. been very like go-getter, go get. What is it? Yeah, go get her. Go get her. (laughs) And very independent. So, and I felt like I wasn't being independent. And, and so I started like doing a few things here and there. I learned to make cakes and then I, what else was I doing? Just cakes, I believe. And then I started taking pictures for when Bradley was born. I've always taken pictures. My parents always had cameras available for us. And then I got a camera when Bradley was born and I started taking pictures and then I would take pictures here and there and then Bradley started getting older and people started asking me more to do pictures and that's how I started taking pictures. So were you like self-taught? Yes. So I take a lot of courses though. Like I would go to workshops or one-on-one or I would learn online. I, if I didn't know something, I would Google it. Mm -hmm. I I just needed to know everything and I I had the time at, at back then that I was able to research it because I was a stay-at-home mom. 
which is great if yeah. you want to be a stay-at-home mom. I just couldn't. It yeah. was very, very depressing for me. Mm-hmm. I seriously give so much kudos for stay-at-home moms. My gosh, it's so yes. impressive. It's, I think it's so great because a child needs everything from you. Yeah. And I was giving that to my son, but also I was losing myself mm-hmm. at the same time. And I had no friends here. It was hard. And so I needed to find something that would make me happy. Yeah. I was like exercising a lot. I was going on walks. I was just, it was a lot, but even that wasn't making me happy. I mean, my son did and my husband did, but it was, there was still like a void. Yeah. And photography find found its way into my life and I found myself. Yeah. And then it slowly took me like a second to just like start realizing, okay, this is what I like and these things I don't like. These things don't serve me. Um, I am interested in this. Like I've always loved fashion and I've always loved nice things. It sounds so dumb, but no, not, not here. That's we're all about that. (laughs) I, I blame my dad for that. But I've always liked nice things. So if I couldn't buy a pair of leather shoes, which is what I always had, it was depressing. Like, Mm. it sounds so dumb, but I just wanted my leather shoes. Yeah, you want your... Yeah. And I wanted my leather shoes, so I worked for my leather shoes. Yes. And so... and, And things like that. And it just became very fulfilling because I didn't have to ask my husband, hey, can I have some money to buy this? Because he was already working full time, going to school full time, trying to get a master's degree. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask you to buy me a pair of leather shoes. You're like, I want to just go buy them myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I started finding just little things like that. And then people like my work and they started hiring me. You're like, seriously, you are so talented, like, and you work with so many brands and you give them all their own like brand. Like it does, it doesn't feel like copy and paste. Do you know what I mean? That's funny. Cause a lot of people, a lot of brands mention that. Yeah. Which is funny because I try to do that. I never try to copy what I'm doing with other companies, which is why I always ask all the questions. Like, yeah. tell me what your, um, what your vision is, what kind of pictures you like, show me the edits or show me pictures that you like for your brand. Like I ask all these nitty gritty questions that might seem annoying, but that helps me find exactly what your client needs. Yeah. Because sometimes I see pictures and I know exactly who took them. Mm -hmm. Like I go through companies pictures and I know exactly who took them. Totally. Like, and that's like, it can be a good thing to like have your personal, like your style. But when you're working with brands, I think it's like such a gift to be able to adapt to their brand and give them that. I feel like when you're working for brands, your style kind of goes out the door Yeah, because I mean, they hire you for your talent, Mm -hmm. which is what you want to give them. But also if they ask you for something, you need to give them that. I have my personal style and I go and do fun shoots and I do that and I edit my personal style. But if my clients need something from me, that's what I need to do because I want them to keep coming back, which Mm -hmm. is, I think the reason why the companies I work with stay with me. Yes. Like I have very few companies that I've only done one shoot with, Mm -hmm. like very few. Probably I can count them with my one hand. Yeah. Because, and I've worked with companies for years and years and years. 
And we always, and we adjust as like the trends change. We adjust the looks, the things they want in studio, outdoor, whatever they want. I feel like that, like, like I said, I'm not the most talented, but I'm the one that works the hardest Mm -hmm. because I listen to what they want and I give them exactly what they want. Absolutely. And that makes you an asset, you know, and like, that's something too here at Sauce that we talk about. It's like, yeah, we want to have a lot of clients that are our style, right? Like something that we understand and we can get behind. But it's also like, at the end of the day, every brand is different. And it's not always going to be 100% our style, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you can adapt to that and give your clients what they're wanting, that's when you become a real asset. Like you're a real team player instead of trying to force your own style on everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, like, you're going to be able to work with so many more brands if you're able to like give them that instead of just, oh yeah, I'm going to do the same thing that I did for this really popular brand. And then everyone looks the same. You exactly. Know? Like think of, um, I don't know, like when we're on set, I'm yeah. always listening to what you guys want. And I always see yeah. like the mood board and then I'm like, hey, but what about if we tweak it like this? Like mm-hmm. it's always a collaborative effort and not just you. I always come, um, like clients come to me and they're like, we worked with this photographer before and they just wanted to do whatever they wanted and they were not listening. And I feel like sometimes our pride gets in the way because we think we know better, but you're being hired to do a job. Yeah. And that's what I'm here to do, just to do my job and make sure you're happy with the product you receive, you know? Totally. And like, think of free people, anthropology, um... I can't think of another one. Think of a third one. A third one. Um, Urban Outfitters. There are other sister brands. Okay. Uh, Urban Outfitters. They (laughs) all have amazing content, but all of them look a little different. Yes. They have like that ethereal look, but... There's something that ties them together, but they all have their own brand. Exactly. And I... this is my goal to shoot for free people. And I am pretty sure I could do all three of them and make them look exactly what they want to look like because I've studied, this sounds so full of it. No. Okay. That's the thing is like, I actually had Kalei, our stylist that we work with. And we literally talked about how being confident is not being full of yourself. So like knowing that you're good at something does Uh not mean you're full of yourself. So keep going. Like I, well, I'm glad Kalei mentioned that. Yes. She's the best. Um, She is. Like, I could confidently say I could shoot for all those three and give them the exact look they want because I know how to shoot. I know how to, like, I know how to see what they're looking for, what kind of shots they look for the product, and then how to edit. Oh, my gosh, how to edit is so... i sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I just no, tapped the door, do it, yeah. the table. Um, how to edit is so important. Yes. Like you can be a photographer if you don't know how to use Photoshop or if you don't know how to use every single slide on your, um, Lightroom and just learn. It's, it's so easy to call yourself a photographer, but there's so much more behind it. And I can confidently say I could shoot all those three brands and make them look their own without, um, compromising anything i love that quality work nothing so for like anyone listening maybe they're a photographer videographer so an artist of any kind or maybe they're a social media manager that is you know working with a bunch of different brands you say that you are able to you know see what their vision is and bring it to life Mm -hmm. even though it looks different for all three 
what would be your advice to someone? Like, how are you able to do that? Like if someone asks you like your, you know, method behind the madness, mm-hmm. what is that? I think honestly, I ask a lot of questions. I feel I feel like people do not like to ask a lot of questions because they like to seem like they know what they're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't care because what I care in the end is to give you the product you want and for you to be happy and have received the product and pay me for what you hired me for. Yeah. So I ask all the questions like, show me pictures of what you want it to look like or mm-hmm. show me examples of what you're thinking. What is the concept? We talk about it. We talk about the styling. We talk about the edits. Um, Like there's one client that likes extra crisp, extra sharpened pictures. Mm. And it's funny because we were just shooting the other day and she told me that she liked my edit because I gave her exactly what she wanted. Mm. And they've had a lot of photographers shoot for them. But I was the one giving them exactly what she wanted. And in the end, it doesn't matter what you think it kind of does but if you're giving the client exactly what they want that is all that matters mm-hmm. i feel like that is the method be- method be behind the madness yes method behind the madness i feel like that's what it is it's asking all the right questions don't mm. don't pretend that you understood the assignment actually understand yes. the assignment because if you go there or even Google, like if you don't understand terms or if you don't understand what they're saying, Google it and then follow up and be like, hey, I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page here. Yes, absolutely. And I think too, as like a client, I mean, I guess I represent Fawn, our client. Uh-huh. Um, that's what I love about working with you is like, it's like almost egos out the door. Exactly. And it's like, every time we always joke, it's like, Lorena understands the assignment. Like you just do. (laughs) But that is because we've talked about it. And we go through the set and we go through what we want. Like you tell me, okay, we want the bright crisp. We want uh, the moody. We want the flash. We want this. We want the, what did you tell me the other day when we were doing the flash ones? What was the example you gave me? Uh, High key flash, uh, like, Rotor. Oh, uh, Getty images. Getty images. Yeah, like paparazzi. Exactly. Yeah. So then I, in my mind, I'm like, I know how to do this. So this is what we're doing. And we got the flash out. And it wasn't just like, like cheesy flash. It was just the Getty image kind it was of flash. Perfect. And that's the thing too, is like, I've worked with a lot of photographers and I can name maybe, maybe one or two others that get that flash the way that you do you know what I mean like yeah it is an art and it's because it's more than just you pretending to know what you do it's actually knowing like Mm -hmm. it's taken me years to get to the point where I am fully confident to shoot with flash anywhere with strobes anywhere I actually do mentoring about it and Mm -hmm. every person that I've taught they give me really great feedback because it's so hard to learn it on your own. And I kind of like sort of did that. I uh, learned from one photographer and then from that, I just like was like, no, I need to know more. And so I started playing with it and I started learning and because I needed to give my clients that consistency, Mm -hmm. like that same look when it's snowing outside Mm -hmm. in the dead of winter to when it is a hundred degrees outside in the dead of, in the middle of summer. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. So I, it's just to really know your craft. Absolutely. And I think too, it's like, 
like being okay asking questions because mm-hmm. honestly again like as the client like i take that i i'm so glad you ask questions instead of like okay cool i'll just show up like yeah and that would be fine i guess but i think that's what makes you stand out is that you're you really are interested in getting the right shots it's mm-hmm. and it's the the egos checked at the door it's like yes we've hired you for your specialty and you do and that's the thing it's like you bring you get what we want but you also you're like oh i have this vision mm-hmm. and you go and get it and we're like oh my gosh this is better than we ever thought it could be you know <laughs> and that's what you want on shoots mm-hmm. and like and like no matter what part you're playing at a shoot you want to be able to give what the client's needing, right? But also work with your other creatives to get weird with it, to try different uh-huh. things. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's totally fine. It's not like the end of the world. It's like like even models. When we have uh-huh. models come that are like down to get weird with yes. it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Sophia, we're talking about you. Yes, Sophia. <laughs> Seriously, she's amazing. It's like, it's like we're all our own individual persons but then when we get to the shoot, we're a collective team. Yes. We are a team and the end product is the only thing that matters. I think that because I am the second oldest of six siblings, mm-hmm. I know how to work in a team and yeah. I, I'm a good team player. I am willing to step back if we need to. I'm like, I do whatever it takes yeah. to get the shot or Absolutely. to get what the client needs, you know? Yeah. And that's how you should be in like when you are on the client's clock you want to make sure you're performing right and that's how you get asked back Mm -hmm. so um i want to speak more to yeah like how you've built your clientele because i know so many people listening again this is like a career driven you know podcast (laughs) they're wanting to build their careers or the businesses and you have such a, a wonderful like diverse portfolio so for anyone listening, how are you able to get those clients and build your books? Um, and like, was there anything that you're like, this was like my secret sauce or anything like that? Okay, so this is going to sound very um, interesting. My very first client, commercial client, which I owe everything to, yeah, is Brick Your Buffalo. They're like an e-commerce site, almost like Jane, cool, like okay. a deal site. Um, so they contacted me and hired me for my first commercial work and they liked it so much that they, and they had, they were shooting with a bunch of different photographers at the time. And then they decided to just stick with me. And at the time, nobody was sticking with anybody particularly. So then they decided to just keep working with me. Amazing. Amazing. Because nobody was like only shooting with one photographer. Mm -hmm. And then, um, why do you think that is? They always liked what I gave them. Okay. And I had no experience in commercial photography. They just trusted me. Wow. And I just somehow performed for them. Like I, amazing. They told me what they wanted and I photographed what they wanted and they kept asking me back. And then they started referring me to other people. Mm. And then those people started referring me to other people. And honestly, to this day, every job I get is referral word of mouth I've only probably contacted three companies that I really want to work with. Wow. Everything else is word of mouth, but there is something that I want to say. I feel like consistency, a good work ethic, Mm. um, kindness, honor, all of that puts you at the top of a list. Absolutely. You want to be, you want to run an honest business. Yes. Because talent only gets you through the door. Mm -hmm. Talent doesn't keep you in. 
Mm. And I always tell, I always tell my son that, or my husband, sometimes I have these like Lorena TED talks. I love it. I want to, I want to join. <laughs> oh my gosh. I time. will record that. I, so it's funny because I, um, I, I live by this rule, like kindness above all. Yeah. Kindness always, no matter what. But I think your ethic is what gets you farther. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I try and I pride myself to be on time to deliver what the client needs to do what the client wants. I mean, what it's been talked in our, our, um, contract. Like if they want, if we talked about it and they want pictures in a week, I will give them the pictures in a week mm -hmm. and because they need to, they depend on those things Yeah, and I am reliable. I am there. I respond like a client, even new people that inquire with me, they're always shocked and they're like, Oh my gosh, thank you for getting back to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, do Shocking. people not do this? Like, did your parents not teach you? No, there's so many photographers. There's a lot of, <laughs> I've actually, there's a few like a handful of photographers and videographers that I've worked with in the past whom are like, they are so talented. Mm -hmm. I love working with them, but I never get my deliverables or I get them so late. And mm -hmm. it's like, what a shame. Like you have so much talent, but you can't grow if you're not being consistent and getting things exactly. done on time. Like we business is so fast and you can't be stuck on, hey, can I get those photos? Because mm -hmm. someone's gonna come in and they're going to get them done on time. And that's the person getting the job. Exactly. Like that's, that's what I say. Consistency will keep you in. Yeah. But talent only gets you through the door, which is why I say I'm not the most talented, but I'm the one that works the hardest, the one that works the hardest. My son will tell you that like he sees me when I get home and I'm exhausted and he's yeah. like, mommy, you should go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm the one that works the hardest, which is why I keep these clients and I feel like that's my advice even if you're the most talented person in the world in the world work the hardest because mm -hmm. talent will not keep you in yeah. it's your work ethic it's your consistency it's you being on time with the images or whatever the client asked you is what's going to keep you in absolutely so I think that's my biggest advice and just be an, a person of honor like I I think one time there was one photographer talking about me and the models told me about it mm -hmm. and the models were like, Lorena, we know you're not this way mm. and just make sure people know you. So no matter what your, um, your, what is it called? Reputation. Your reputation is intact. Like everybody makes mistakes. Of oh, course. Yeah. But I just live my life with kindness and honor and I try to be as nice as possible and as welcoming to everybody. I'm always like the mom on set to like the yeah, models and the models yeah. always talk to me and everything they tell me just stays with me and I'm always checking in on them. It's just mm -hmm. like all a big happy family and people know me. Like if I ask a model last minute to do something for me, something like an hour shoot that they would never do for another client. They will do it for me because yeah. they know you me. You built that relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So build relationships and make sure you keep that and you give something back too. I love that. And I think that also goes in like you mentioning, like a photographer was saying, you know, things about you at a shoe and 
it got back to you from the models, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that here at Sauce we are so big on is there's no trash talking. Exactly. There shouldn't be trash talking in general, but especially at a shoot in front of a client, never. Because, okay, let's think about this. You're at a photo shoot, say you're the model, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's one of your first shoots and you're a little nervous, you know, and you're it, you're it, like so on the spot, right? Uh-huh. It's It's so exposing and... Then you hear the photographer and the stylist or something gossiping about another model they've worked Uh with and how she wasn't good enough or she didn't do this or whatever. You're going to clam up. You're not going to feel comfortable. You're not going to want to do those weird, fun poses. You're not going to do like you're going to feel awkward. And then it translates in photos. It translates so much like the model could be doing the most amazing pose, but you can see it in their face and you can feel it. It's such a weird thing. And also it's like, she will keep like, what if it's true? Whatever. But if it's not true, she will go home with this in her head. Like, oh my gosh, this person, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Yeah. And most of the time it's not true. So in my case, it wasn't true. Yeah. And this girl was just like bashing me because she was losing clients. Mm -hmm. I wasn't contacting anybody. Like, you don't own clients. Yeah. Clients can go wherever they want to go. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and I think that's just the energy you're, you know, like when you're at a shoot or you're in any work, any environment, literally any environment, the second you start trash talking people, that's when the energy, the the negative energy just takes over. Uh And that's when you're not going to get the result that you're wanting. And I think that's like such, that's why I love working with you is that like, We've created this team. Oh my gosh, I love this team. Our team is so solid and it's like we all love each other and it's so like we get excited to see each other and and the biggest goal is like we want, you know, any, you know, new models that we haven't worked with or new makeup artists that we don't always work with like we want them to feel like they're a part of this team and that's when everyone has fun. That's mm-hmm. when you get like the best shots and I it's just better. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's why we get such good quality content because we're all in the same page. We're all working towards the same goal. We are always having a good time, like doing our job, but having fun. And I feel like that is so important. Like if you go, I feel like we set the mood for the photo shoot. And if you show, if you show up just like, ugh, I just woke up. I'm sorry. Like, what is the like how is the energy coming in everyone's play? gonna feel like that exactly. you, even if you are feeling that way this sounds like really toxic but like <laughs> <laughs> i literally there, we do a lot of early morning shoots yes we're all feeling that way you literally put on your happy hat exactly. and you get people amped like, until you convince yourself and everybody <laughs> yeah. else like you're good to go you're good like you know who's really good at that is bella bella oh gosh, bella she's so good she's on it all the time she can talk to anyone about anything like mm-hmm. i'm more quiet so yeah. like i get more excited like when we're shooting and we're mm-hmm. like doing all the things but she like It'll be 6 a.m. at a shoot, and she's, hey, how are you? How's your dog? Blah, 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 blah. Like, like this Calante shoot. Yes. She was so amazing. But I so feel like good. the team did really well. Even though it was super early, we were excited for the project. Yes. I feel like you all need to be on the same page, pumped about it, so you can create magic. Exactly. I love working with teams that you create magic with. It's my favorite thing to do. It's like the best way for everybody to showcase their talent. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what you want to do. You and like you set the mood. And I think it's like something too is like it can start with one person. Mm -hmm. And like obviously you can't carry the whole team, but you can start setting that precedence. And you're going to like like attracts like. And Uh you're going to start attracting the right type of people you want to work with, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think that's like why we all like continue to work with each other. And like we keep growing is like because we all have that similar energy Uh of like this is this is fun this is what we love to do this is where like the magic literally sounds cheesy but the magic happens it's true though it's true even even the boy in our team trevor trevor like gets in and oh yeah enjoys it with a bunch of girls it's so fun and so anyone listening like this can apply to any work environment your home like your friends like be the one to bring the positivity yeah right like like, not toxic but like like when when i'm like at home if the mom is like upset or having yep. a bad time oh my gosh the whole tone in the house is like nobody talks mm-hmm. everybody quiet but if mom is happy everybody's happy. happy yeah so it's like it's like that it's contagious happiness is contagious absolutely so i live by that sometimes i'm not perfect oh my gosh heaven knows i'm like whatever i'm not gonna i don't want to deal with this today but you have to just have that in mind like positivity brings positivity yes (laughs) and it's fun it's just you just have to be happy and it will pass on absolutely it's crazy even like within the sauce team like lately i've been kind of in a funk where i just haven't been super inspired and I just had like, I had a conversation with someone like last week and it just reignited my fire. And it was like, then when I came back to work with the girls, it was like, I was telling them all about these exciting things. Like, this is where sauce could be. Like, this is what I want to do. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And it's like, that was just such a testament to you set the tone. Uh Like if you're a leader, a business owner, you're leading a team on a photo shoot, you're whatever, or you're going on a trip with your friends and like, you set the tone and so like what tone are like, you pick that and like uh-huh. i talked with my friend sam she owns saints um it's a uh-huh. vintage shop and she mentioned how at her photo shoots it's so important like she's very meticulous about like what music's playing mm-hmm. and like having everything set up and like ready to go and like b- before the model comes so when the model is there it's like the energy is there and so she already sets that tone so it's not only with yourself, but also like there's little things too of like light a candle, get like, or like, oh, you know, organize yes. the, the clothes differently for the shoe or like just staying like those little tiny things make like they say, they seem so minute, but like it really does it make a difference. Uh-huh. It's true. It is so true. And I feel like having that in mind and making sure we're always like, bettering ourselves like okay this shoot was great what can we do to do it better what can we Mm -hmm. i don't know or how can we change it to make it fun in a different way or i don't know just always trying to grow and level up and Mm -hmm. it could be the smallest changes yeah so like i am still learning like i still do one-on-ones mentoring one-on-ones with other photographers other people because i i'm also still learning and i want to be the best i can be and Yeah. yeah it's just fun I love it. So for anyone listening, maybe they're a photographer. They're let's just say they're a freelancer, okay? Mm-hmm. You could be a photographer, you could be you could make ceramics, you could do anything like that. Uh-huh. 
What would be your advice if like, say they're at a standstill and they're not bringing in clients for whatever reason, or they're not bringing in the revenue that they want to, like what would be your advice to that person? Set goals. Mm. I am a firm believer of setting goals and just speak them into reality. You do have to do the work. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars and you just expect for the million dollars to show up in your bank account. Uh, you have to do your homework. You have to do the research. Like say you work on pottery and you're not um, bringing in more revenue like you want. Maybe you need to find new ways to photograph your pottery. Mm-hmm. Maybe find new color schemes to display mm-hmm. or or do fun videos for you to show your work. Like little things, little changes. If you know your work is good. Because sometimes you just need to start over. Yeah. Like let's be honest yeah you just maybe that's not your thing mm-hmm. but that sounds so terrible but no it's the reality i mean maybe it's yeah like, you have to like take a real a real look and think is this really what i want to do well and sometimes too when it's not like when there's the revenue's not coming in sometimes there's that like energetic block right uh-huh. because it's you're not actually into it, but you're trying to be like, I think that is literally the theme of my first business that I started was I was like trying to be something that you didn't want to be. It wasn't it. It wasn't me, but Uh I was trying to make it me. And then literally my bank account reflected how not meant for me. It was, you know, it's, it's funny because four three or four years ago, I can't remember. I think it was three years ago. We went to my accountant and I said, and we did all of our taxes and stuff. And then I said, next year I'm going to make double. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Next year I went in, made double. Hell then yeah. the following year I said, I'm going to make double. And they're like, well, it's kind of hard. I don't think you can. And my even my husband was like, well, just, just don't be disappointed. Mm. Like, it's kind of hard. You're a photographer and whatever. Literally made double amazing and like in every year i set my goals and it's not like i go look for the work because i don't it's just that it shows like i'm working hard mm-hmm. and it, clients are coming because i am delivering the work absolutely so just find ways connect with more people send things to like take pictures for somebody like an influencer or whatever i don't do that but (laughs) hey it's a good place to start you never know it's a good place to start but like try something different try something different that will bring a change into your your um business that will make other people see it yeah i feel like every year my business has grown exponentially without me looking for leads yeah all the leads have come to me but i think it is hard work and i really set goals specific goals like Mm. i said very like if you get as specific as you can it will happen like at the beginning of last year i wrote a bunch of companies that i wanted to work with literally all of them except for free people (laughs) i worked with hey there's they're working on it you know, you've made some headway. You I know? made some headway. <laughs> um, this year, I wrote some other companies, and literally every single one of them, including Fawn, has yeah. contacted me. And because I didn't contact you, you contacted we, yeah, me. Yeah, we approached you. You approached me, um, and that's how I do. I get very specific. I want a certain amount of money in my bank account. I literally write that amount. 
Mm. And I work for it. Do you, are you into human design? No, what is that? <gasps> you need to get into it. I think we it. talked about this. Haven't we? Probably. No. We talk about astrology all the time. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Us, like, sauce girls are, we love to just put ourselves in boxes. But mm-hmm. human design, basically, like, it really speaks to, like, how you manifest things, like, how you function. Uh-huh. And when you say that, like, get more specific, like, that's, like, a type of manifester. Like, uh-huh. so it's, like, there's manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, all of these things. Uh-huh. Um, but then from there you have like, you're either non-specific or specific uh-huh. and you're specific. Oh, I'm specific. Yeah. That's one of my Ted talks for my husband. Love it. Like <laughs> yesterday we were driving and I'm just like, you go into that room and you walk into it. Like you own it. Yeah. Nobody else exists and you own it. And you say, this is what I want. And yeah. that's it. And you get it. And he just laughs because he's like, oh, I'm way far gone. I'm too far gone. I can't because he's so introvert. And I'm like, no, that's like, you want something, you work for it. You just get it, you know, like go for it. Be be as specific as you can be, because if you're vague, nobody will understand what you want. Mm -hmm. So with everything in life, be just as specific as you can. Like I can't get mad at my son for not cleaning up his room because I didn't ask him to clean it. Yeah. You know, like you have to like set up that, those expectations. No one's going to read your mind. Exactly. Like, okay, I want to, um, now I have different goals in my business because I've reached them. Mm -hmm. And so now when, once I reach them, I'm trying to like write something else, like bigger things. And, and I was trying to figure out what I want. I'm like, there's only so many bags I can buy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> my bags are my goals. Like, I reach this goal, I reward myself with a bag. I love that. Which sounds silly to some, but to me is very exciting. No, I love that. <laughs> you should reward yourself. And, like, it needs to be something you're motivated by. Yes, you know? Very motivated. So it's, um, now it's just, like, bigger things. I And I'm very specific. That's, I feel like that's what I do. I... I take a like a inventory and I think, okay, this is serving me. This is not serving me. This I don't need to spend time on. Um, and then I go for it. Also, I had a very traumatic experience right before I started working with you guys. Really? Oh yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, you did. And that completely changed my life. Yeah. And so ever since then, I have let go of anything that does not serve me and embraced everything that brings me joy and happiness. Yeah. And I feel like my life has been so much better after that too. Yeah. I mean, it takes, you know, having to be put up against the wall and almost, I mean, I mean, do you want to share like, Oh, we, we, we can talk. We don't even have to go into detail, but yeah, Yeah, it's fine. So what was this traumatic experience? So I, um, first of all, I have multiple sclerosis, which is already very hard on my body. And then I had, um, several blood clots in my lung. And I was in the hospital for three days. I couldn't see my son. It was like the weirdest thing because it happened like it started on a Friday on a Thursday night. Woke up on a Friday and I felt pain. By that night, it was hard to breathe. But I thought it was just like a spasm or something. Then Saturday, I went to work and I was just like sweating out of breath. I was taking a, a picture of a team and I was setting up lights. But I was just like getting through it because that's me. Like... Yeah. You will not know something yeah. happens, like something is happening with me. Yeah. I'll just show up and take your pictures. Literally, yeah. But I was so out of breath and feeling crappy. And I called my husband. And I said, I'm just going to go. He was at a soccer game with my son. And I said, I'm just going to go home and just sleep. I think it's just a muscle. That's all I thought. Mm. And then as I was driving, 
like I heard this voice that said, go now. Oh my God. So I just went, they sent me to the hospital and immediately they just admitted me and they started like poking me with a bunch of stuff. I was on pain medication, anxiety medication. They were poking me like injecting this medications for the blood clot. I hadn't seen my son since the day before. Yeah. And I couldn't see him the whole time because of COVID. They wouldn't let him in. And the doctor said, all I remember is the doctor saying, had you come any later, you wouldn't be here. Oh my gosh. Like those are the words. So my husband always laughs at me when I say I almost died. He's like, you didn't almost die. You were at the hospital. But to me, it felt literally like a life and death situation. Yeah. Well, it was. It totally was. And because it felt like such a life and death situation, it was very eye-opening for me to see what really, like everybody says this, but it's really like you realize what really matters in life and what doesn't matter. I realized that sometimes there are battles that are not worth fighting, Mm. that are, there are things that are really not important. Family is everything. Friends that love you are everything. And I love really, really deep and hard. And, um, that whole time, cause I was out for like two weeks and all my clients, cause I did photo shoots right up until I, the day I went to the hospital and you're packed, like your schedule's packed. You're not just like here and there. No, I work Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, like all day. And most of my clients, like 99% of my clients were totally fine with waiting with for pictures or yeah as they should like, be yeah like almost everybody was totally fine with that i was literally dying i felt like i was dying i don't remember much i was out of it my mother-in-law came to see me i didn't even know it was her my mom came and sat with me and i didn't even like i was so out of it and after that i decided that i was just going to do things that made me happy yeah and that's what i've been doing Good. I see my, like, I invite my nieces and nephews all the time because they make me happy. Yeah. I have Bradley's friends over all the time because having a lot of kids in the house makes me happy. I take trips with my husband and my son because that makes me happy, just spending time with them and then being very intentional with my work because I might not be here tomorrow. Like, I literally might not be here tomorrow. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's like, I love that you said, like, I want to be intentional with my work, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, that's where and this is something that I'm I'm kind of seeing a common theme lately is not all money is good money or oh. not all clients are good clients. Absolutely. And there's so often like you'll get an offer to work with someone and you know it's wrong. Oh. And like yes. when you're in your first like when you're starting out you're like, "Oh, like they're trying they want to pay me money. Like they want to pay me a lot of money." And it's like but at what cost to you? Yes. You know? I that's happened to me and I can tell you from experience, if you get a bad feeling from the beginning, just don't go for it. Money is nice because it buys you things and it makes lets you live comfortably, but at the same time, it's not worth your sanity or the stress or the 4 a.m. wake up sweating because of the anxiety that this client is going to bring you. You, as much as you want to build your career and your portfolio having a healthy life it's more important yeah it's i know it sounds crazy because i work all day but i like moving if i don't Mm -hmm. keep moving it's harder for me but also just work with people you you want to work with 
I feel like I'm at that point in my career though, where I can say, yes, I have openings, mm-hmm. but I hardly don't, I hardly have openings, but I, I can do that. And, and you only work with, yeah, the ones that you want to work with. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think like even building like a reputation within your brand, that's something that like I've been really paying attention to with sauce is like, what type of brands do we want in here? Mm-hmm. You know, that to be working with. And it's like, you know, we actually recently just got offered like a really big client, but uh-huh. it was just so not like our, like where we wanted to be. Uh-huh. And it was no shade at the company. The company is freaking solid, like uh-huh. amazing, but I don't even think we would have been the right candidate. Right. Uh-huh. But I could have easily just been like, Hey, sure. Pay us all this money. We'll uh-huh. take you. And but no one wins in that, right? Exactly, because you would be stressed and you would not be happy even though they're paying mm-hmm. you. And they probably, they maybe won't be getting the best because exactly. you're not the most adequate. I always tell people, it's funny because people ask me to do weddings or mm-hmm. family pictures and I'll tell them, I will do your family pictures, but I can refer you to somebody that is much better, mm-hmm. you know? And I will never do weddings. Yeah, I only second shoot weddings because, oh my goodness. Well, and that, like the wedding photographers specialize in weddings. There's exactly. like, there's so many like formalities in there that you have to be aware of. And it's like, stick to your craft and really own that. And like, don't just take every job that comes your way. Like be intentional and make sure that like what's coming your way and the jobs that you're taking are aligned with who you are. Exactly. I feel like you can't, there's people that say you can be master of all crafts. I don't feel like it. I uh, feel yeah. like. There, may, there might be some talent, talented people out there that can do that. Yeah, I know a few that could do that. But like a couple of years ago, there was a surge of wedding photographers that got into mm-hmm. the commercial work, mm. and I got a lot of those clients asking me to do those pictures again because they shoot differently. Like I would never go shoot a wedding because yeah, they shoot completely different. It's so ethereal and it's so. Um, how do you explain it? Emotional and yeah, yeah, and loving and everything, and stunning. stunning. Like we stunning. love it. Yes, yes. it's and so good. Commercial work is different. It's a little bit more sharp, and the you're shooting the product, not the model, mm-hmm. and you are getting the colors right, so you can use filters, and you can't oversaturate. You can make them look orange, and and just certain things that you can't do, but you can get away with when you're a wedding photographer. Yeah. You know? Totally. So it's like, I feel like you pick what you want and really go at it and just learn as much as you can and be, take pride in your craft and learn and be and do your best and be proud of it. Like just be proud. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think that's like such a good, like reminder, right? It's like, well, let's, instead of trying to be good at everything or be basically, if you're trying to be good at everything, you're going to be maybe mediocre at everything. You're not going to be amazing at everything. Exactly. And it's like, why not be niche down and be the best of the best at this one niche thing, right? Like people always ask like sauce, like, are you guys going to do paid ads? Are you going to do this? Like, are you going to be a full marketing service? And it's like, at first I'm like, yeah, let's do all the things. But it's like, we're not good at all the things. We are good at social media and we're good at creative direction and that's all we're going to freaking do. And that's good. <laughs> like, I'm sure if you put like more effort into it and learn, you would be great. But yeah. you are 
already so good at what you're doing yeah. that that's why you're taking advantage of and showing to the world, not taking advantage, but that's what you're uh, putting more effort in and really honing in that yeah. skill and showing the world, this is what I do and this is what I'll offer you. And you will not be disappointed mm-hmm. because I am good. I am really, really good. Yeah. And it's better to go all in, like you're saying, and like really become master of your craft in one, maybe two things. And instead of like, cool, like if someone wants, you know, YouTube services, Uh I could probably figure it out. But like, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to be that like do what lights you up too. like Mm -hmm. you should be passionate. And I think that kind of goes back to like what we were saying before. It's like, well, if the revenue is not coming in, like really check and make sure that's what you want to do, because I think like when it's something you're passionate about it you want to be doing it and like Uh obviously like business isn't always fun i'm not saying that but it's like your drive your hunger for it is what's going to keep you going yes and so if you're just doing something just to make an extra buck like you're like oh that'll that'll make me some money like some people can do that but most people like to have a sustainable business you need to love be obsessed with what you're doing especially with the creative part of a business like like create creatives it's it just would be so hard if you don't love what you're doing oh 100 percent. if you don't love yeah like being creative it's really draining and it's not something that you can just turn on and off mm-hmm. at least for me i don't know yeah, like no i go can't. through waves and it's like it is a taxing job but it, we love what we do you know yes. and it is so fun it's the best thing ever and i'm so blessed to be doing this and i feel like when I think back to my first business, my boutique, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> like I hated it. I dreaded everything about it and it just never was right. And it never felt like me and it just nothing ever aligned. Mm-hmm. And so I guess like going back, I don't want to sound like dreary with like, if the revenue is not coming in, you're not uh-huh. going to be successful. It's like, no, just really ask yourself the deep questions exactly. of like, do you actually like this? Like, it's okay if you don't like it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, it's always okay. Like I didn't finish college and I sometimes tell my husband, oh, I wish I could go to school and finish. And he's like, but why? Yeah. Like why? What will you do? And it's funny because I, I just want to do it because it's something I have to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, although if I could go to school, I would be a lawyer. Totally. Be You'd a be a good lawyer. Oh my gosh. Um, a lawyer or a politician. Those were like damn yeah i would love to do any of those but but honestly i am good at my craft yeah and i don't need to go to school and he always tells me there's people that like don't need to go to school and you are one of those people and you you got it you're like driven and so just take a really deep um no that's not what i wanted to say um what is the word <laughs> take take a look like a good look yeah very honest look at your work take a very honest look at your work and think about it and think is this serving me mm-hmm. is this really what i want to do is this making me happy is this bringing me money is this yeah going to make me happy in three years maybe you don't know but where is it taking you like mm-hmm. three years three or four years ago i decided that i was going to my son started full-time school like first grade four years ago and i was like i don't want to be home alone all day yeah. so i just went for it i love it yeah and that's when my business started growing the most and i wasn't looking for leads but there was a shift in my business mm-hmm. i think people could feel it people could see it mm-hmm. and 
I feel like that's important how you present yourself. Absolutely. How you present yourself, your work, your reputation. Make sure there's nobody, make sure nobody can ever say anything about you. Apologize when you need to apologize. Explain yourself when you need to explain yourself. Nothing is ever um, too much for you to not apologize. Like, mm. I don't know. My, I always say this. What would my mom do? I'm a full grown woman. I love and it. I still yeah. think <laughs> my mom would be absolutely ashamed of me if mm-hmm. she heard me gossiping. Mm. And she would tell me to like, she would tell me, hey, this is not how we talk. Stop. Yeah. Like, I, so just, it's like the whole package. It's not just your work, it's everything about you that draw, drive, draws your clients to you there's an energy it that like going back to like you set the tone like mm-hmm. you can tell when you meet with a vendor or a client or whoever it is like people bring energy with them yeah. and like that's something i feel like i've always i i feel like so people always say like i can totally read a person the second i see them i'm like oh, fuck that yeah but i do think that like something that i like i've always like really tuned into energy mm-hmm. you know and it's i'm not saying i'm like psychic or anything it's just like <laughs> i feel like everyone can if you really think yes. about it like you can feel what someone's you know what they bring you can feel when somebody feels icky mm-hmm. yes, yes you can feel yeah mm-hmm. or you can feel when it's not a good match even like it's not even like you're a bad person they're a bad person you're just a little different and it's just something repels and Uh it's like an unspoken thing and so i think the energy you bring to your business and to like everything that you do is so important and so if you're not loving what you do people can feel that yes you're trying to force something you're just trying to make an extra buck like you can't hide it even if you sound amazing and you can say all the right things it's like there's an energy there, uh-huh. you know, I, this reminds me, I also get a lot of companies or even models when I work with them, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're so fun. Yeah. Like I get photographers that don't say anything or, and it's fine. Maybe they're quiet and shy, but you still bring so much. Like people do not realize how much of a presence you have Yeah, and how much energy, energy you need to bring to a photo shoot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just me. This is me, who I am. But when people tell me, like several people have told me, oh my gosh, you're so fun. I love Mm -hmm. working with you. Or the models are like, oh my gosh, I love how much you tell us what to do and how to move and whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm just like telling you to move a little bit, like to modify the pose, not like specific instructions, but they love it. So I feel like, well, you want to know, like even you just took a picture of, uh, the sauce girls in front of a, <laughs> yes. this mural and you're like, Sam, put your chin down. And I finally, I'm like, that's why I look hideous in all my photos. Thank you for telling me up. So it makes your face look weird. Yeah. And you would thank me later because exactly. Yes. You're like, thank you for letting me know. And models appreciate that. Or yeah. like, no matter like when you're working with creatives, I, my friends, uh, Ben and Courtney Campbell, they told me this. I thought this was the best advice, but it's like the best thing you do with working with creatives is be honest. Yes. Like, and just let people know, like, do you need to change something up? Because like, if you just are being too nice and you're not getting the shot that you need, then uh-huh. you're not getting the shot that you need. Exactly. And that's the thing. If you're not getting the shot, ask and modify it until you get that angle, until you get that look, until you get that wow picture, until you get that low pitch. Yes. That, yes. You know? I'm just like, also with editing, I feel like maybe that's like, I have one leg up on that because is that even a term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a leg up. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, because 
I always tell you, like, are these what you needed? Like, is mm-hmm. this the edit? I will mm-hmm. change anything. Like, that does not hurt my ego. Yeah. And because I want you to receive what you needed, exactly what you needed. So if yeah. I need to change a color, the contrast, the white balance, whatever, I will change it. Yeah. You know? Like... And know. it's like, and it's all about approach too. Like we, uh, me, Bella and Marin talked about this on the podcast recently where it's, you want to be honest and have those real conversations, uh-huh. right? But you don't need to be a dick. Like oh you can gosh, be like, yes. Hey, like just move your, like put, uh, put your chin down. That's all uh-huh. you said. And like, oh, okay. Put it down. It wasn't like, Sam, you look like a freaking idiot. Like put exactly. your, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you can use, you have like, watch your approach. Obviously always be like approachable, make it fun. Like, uh-huh. especially if it's like a new model and they're a little stiff. Yes. You want to hype that girl oh, up. Like so she is much. the hottest piece of shit. And then you can give them that feedback, right? Uh-huh. Like, Oh, you look so good. Just put your chin down a little bit, you uh-huh. know? And it's like, they like, there is that energy there. Everybody will do whatever you ask them to do within boundaries if you talk to them nicely. Yeah. Like I've had a couple of encounters that have been very uncomfortable because it started with like a snippy comment or snippy things. And I'm just like, listen, no. Yeah. But with kindness, like that's not what I do. It's like, no, with the heart. Susie Shattuck always (laughs) says that and I love it. Or what you did was not right. But no. No. You know, like... It, there's ways to, to go about things. And I feel like it's the tone. People forget about the tone. Yeah. And it's the most important thing. And it's oh like, my gosh, yes. I think that's like the simplest way to have a great work environment is like, like, for example, my client, Courtney at Spa Trevay, mm-hmm. she, anytime she needs something like, and I'm this way too now with my girls, cause I appreciate it from her, but she'll like send me exclamation points or a heart. Like, Hey, can you get, um, have you gotten this sent in? heart and I know she's not mad at me she's uh-huh. just checking in and it's like even maybe that's annoying to some people like you don't need to do emojis or whatever but like to me with my girls I'm overly emotive like if it were texting or it's mm-hmm. like it's so much easier just to say it nicely or just like to be nice about it just to make sure that like you're coming from a good place exactly because if you read something wrong maybe I said something weird like I just said something bland to like Marin, right uh-huh. and then she's like well I'm going to say something blend back. And then it's like, <laughs> and when it was like, so not the case. Right. So it's like, it's all about like, just take the extra, like put the smile on your face and uh-huh. like go the extra mile to make it a pleasant experience for everyone, including uh-huh. yourself. Yeah. Everybody that I chat with knows that they'll get gifs from me yes. emojis and all the exclamation points because I want to make sure they understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, I just, I love, I don't know. I love people. I love my job. I love communicating in a good way. Like I've seen a lot of business owners and like my dad, my friends, my uncle, um, and I've seen how they run their businesses and I've taken a lot of notes and how I want to be a business owner. Yeah. And to me, kindness is number one. I totally agree. I love that so much. And that's like, when I think of you, I think of love and respect. Like you are genuinely a kind person. My mom would be so proud. Yes. Your mom is, I'm sure she better be proud of you. I am going to make her listen to always. Truly. That is who you are. And you know, you, you say all these things and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is Lorena. And I, that's why I love working with you so much because it is that welcoming environment is that kind environment and you deserve all the success that you have. And I, it's been so inspiring working with you because it's like you've grown this 
based off of who you are, which is a kind, genuine person. And I think that's what we need more of in business, right? And I think that's really where things are shifting. Like this podcast is, you know, I interview people that are running good, honest businesses Mm -hmm. and that gets you far. You need to get over the level surface relationships. Yeah. I love deep and hard and I want to know you and I want to be your friend and I really do care. Like, I am fully in. When I'm fully in, I'm fully in. And I feel like that is what people want. Yeah. Meaningful relationships. I don't think anybody wants like level surface. Oh, good to see you. I'll take the pictures and bye. I, yeah. They really want commitment. Mm-hmm. And they... They want to be seen and, under, you know, like yes. have someone they connect with. And that goes for, you know, business and even like, okay, if you're an influencer, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just do what everyone else is doing and saying the same things that everyone's saying. Yeah. Come from a genuine place. Yes. Say things how you actually would say things. Be a real person. Really get to know your audience instead of just, okay, happy Monday. It's me again. Here's another sale. Like, it's like, that's, no one connects with that. Like, we are all craving human connection all the time. And I think that's like such a good thing that you've implemented is you do genuinely try to get to know everyone at the shoot. Yeah. And, and that's funny because I don't show my face much on Instagram, like on my stories. I am always like, nobody wants to see this. But when I do, people mm-hmm. respond to it like crazy, which is funny because my husband said that he I, I'm not allowed to show him. He hates it. Oh, Eli's the same way. <laughs> yes, he hates it. But um, people really connect and they love that. Yeah. And so Bradley's like, OK, he can be on Instagram. He's like, OK, mom, I'll do it. But like, I don't know. It's funny because people really want to connect with you. They do. Yeah. yeah. So let them like let people in. Don't just like hold people at arm's length. I you just know? don't think my life is that interesting. <laughs> it is, though. Everyone says that, though. Like I saw this. I think Talia, one of my girls posted it on our story recently. And it was like people like think that they don't have a story to tell. But it's like you. it's what you make it like you take us oh, on I a day. It. Yeah. Yes, the day yes. in the life. And uh-huh. it's like, oh, that's really cool. Like. Mm-hmm. And so you do have stories. Everyone has stories to tell, even though That's like true. it feels like you don't like. I'm just working all it. day. <laughs> That's what I do. No, it's amazing. You you seriously crush it. And you work with some seriously amazing brands and you are so talented and that's why you're where you're at. And that's why I wanted you on this podcast because I know there's so many aspiring photographers and videographers. And I think, yeah, you have so much great insight. And so, um, yeah, thank you for coming. This well, is amazing. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, I have one last question. Yes. And this is typically the hardest question. Oh my gosh. Get ready. Challenge accepted. If you could only have one sauce for the rest of your life, oh, what would it be and why? Goodness. What 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 kind of sauce? Let's see. It's hard. Uh Cafarillo sauce. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, well, I agree. Good one, right? I totally agree. The tomatillo. No, not the tomatillo. The the house dressing. The house dressing. Yes. Yeah. It can. You can have it with everything. Like literally, if you uh, dip dip your chips in it. Oh, one one hundred percent. So good. I'll make it at home sometimes, and I just find stuff to dip it. Yeah. In. <laughs> so good. Just so I like. I just can't justify drinking it. So. <laughs> You can just lick it. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's. Um, I had another girl that said that on the podcast. She's living in LA right now, and oh. so anyone that's not in Utah that hasn't gone to Cafe Rio, if you ever go to Utah, I think it's in Arizona too. I want to say there's one in California. There, I guess there's one out like in 
uh, Manhattan Beach, but it's it doesn't taste right apparently, according oh, to this to my source. No. So you guys need to try Cafe Rio if you ever come out and you're not from Utah. It is like I I feel bad that like you the don't world have it. doesn't have this. Mm-hmm. You know, I. F- there's also one in, at the airport. So if you ever yeah, are... Yeah, layover. Yeah. Layover. Or even yes. if you show up, that's the first stop. Go to Cafe Rio before you get in that Uber. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So good so answer. Good. Loved it. Well, um, for anyone that wants to follow along with you, get to know you more, where can they find you on the internet? Um, they can find me at Lorena Rosser. It's L-O-R-E-N-A-R-O-S-S-E-R. And then LorenaRosser.com. Beautiful. And I'll link it all in the show notes per usual so they can find you. But thank you again, Lorena. This was amazing. Thank you for having me. Of course.